0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview. With the star from the humans, at- Richard at- Jenkins. keep seeing these ads for that zombie show on That's TV. It's awful. So is I can't
0: believe scene. people want to watch that kind of stuff at night. You know, there's enough going on in the real world to give me the
1: creeps. Great. Thank
3: you. At- at- to Mania.
1: the Blake family, Thanksgiving. At- to the very special at- Chinatown it's it's edition
3: of the Blake family, Thanksgiving. Here.
4: Dad, you won't get any reception up here. You have to lean up against the window. Yeah. But now, lean in, smush your body up, there you go.
1: So, are you balancing a job with all your studies? The main reason I'm not done with school yet is because I was depressed for a bit. I'm fine now. In our family, we don't have that kind of depression.
3: Dad. Whoa, come back
1: to Earth. Sorry. No, we just have a lot of stoic
2: sadness.
4: cost a hundred bucks a night to hire someone to make sure she doesn't fall. Hey, okay. No, she needs to think before she opens her mouth. Don't you think it
1: should cost
2: less to be alive? <laughs> Absolutely. There's this comic book I was obsessed with as a kid. It's about this species of half-alien, half-demon creatures. In the scary stories that they tell each other.
0: Are all about us humans
4: um, i know you think there's something wrong with me it's I not a apologize.
1: Like you'll find someone new you're going to come out of this stronger <gasps> i promise stop lying to me just
3: stop don't actually stop
1: the i say makes her yeah who should remind you you me
4: you it's yes, you my friend I love that in times like this I have a, a home base, a family I can always come
1: home to. To knowing that this is what matters right here. Because everything anyone's got,
3: better
1: matter who you are, everything you have goes. Well, that's a positive way of looking at things.
3: <laughs> wow. Do that at a funeral.
0: Hey, Richard, thanks so much for chatting with me today about The Humans. My pleasure, Daniel. My pleasure. The apartment in The Humans is such a specific place in the story. So just to kick things off, uh, have you ever lived in a crappy old apartment like uh, the one in The Humans? Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm an actor, for crying out loud. <laughs> yes. Was that a, a nostalgic experience to get into a set like that? No, I, I I think of roaches when, when I, you know, and we were when I were asleep. We had a height of beds. All we had and my wife. Her back was to me, and I looked over, and there was a
1: big roach on her shoulder. He said, and I went and I like I flicked the boy. I, I didn't tell her about it for about a month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Well, um, there are lots of scary moments, much like the roach, uh, throughout the humans. But your your character Eric, his experience throughout the film is very interior, almost no explosions of emotions or anything like that. So, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear you just describe your character. How do you view the man that you portrayed?
1: Well, I I, I just always felt that I was that it was my fault. Um, what had happened to me, and it is it is my, his fault, it's his fault. and you know to be at that age and be on the you know on the edge of losing everything is a is a terrifying um, and, you know, they put on a brave face, he has a job, he's a good guy who works at Walmart or whatever you know uh, but you know it's I, I, I always thought it's amazing that he's as engaged as he is through the movie. You know, um, because he's got a burden that he put on himself, uh, and he he uh, he talks about it a little bit. He he in, in the the pig section where we go around the table, he just says, you know, that I want to thank um, this family for the unconditional love and support, which he's talking about dear to his wife, who who has forgiven him, but has she? I mean, really? Uh, yeah. Um, so so it's just. He's got a lot on his mind and I, I and I would always ask myself what are you thinking about? what is he thinking about here is, is, is he really going upstairs to check the the, the score of the games he who, when the phone rings at the end who is that who's calling him Who's um I mean it's it's there's a lot of mysteries that are really fun for an actor because you answer those mysteries yourself you don't tell anybody but but you know who what's going on and it, it, you know Stephen gave us that that leeway that, you know, that, that was our decision. That was my decision of what, what I was thinking about. He never, he never said, this is what he's thinking about here, this is what it, you know, because that's just the fact that you can't. Um, but I, I was always kind of impressed that, in the fact of how engaged he was. Hmm.
0: Well, I, could you dive in a little bit more about the preparation you took to play this character? That's, that's interesting that Uh, Stephen didn't fill your head with all the things that your character should be thinking, considering how interior the character really is. Could you dive into a a little bit more a little bit more about your preparation?
1: Um, Well, you know, I just I try not to make decisions as I go. I try to hold off as long as I can. And sometimes I don't they I don't make them. They make them make themselves. And um, you just have to stay open to. What's happening around you, and and the information that you have from the text, and that informs you of who you are, what you've been, what you've tried, and uh, so it's it's not. If I told you it's it's not carefully crafted by anyone because that that for me is just a, a fool's errand. I can't I can't I can't. I mean, other people probably can, and I just can't do that. Um, so. You just kind of show up, take everything in, hear, hear what's going on, understand where you are and uh, kind of see what happens here. So I, I was kind of interested to, to know what was going to happen myself. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was in a, it was, we had eight days of rehearsal. I think we had two, two or three days on this set, which was really helpful. Um, that's where it kind of all you know, just made sense to me. Um, once we had a space and where we were and we were talking, but you know it uh, felt very comfortable. felt like a family. We all were friends. we all liked each other. it was we spent a lot of time laughing. you know it was a great working environment. it was a it was just a, it was such fun We shot it in twenty eight days something like that um, he, he, Stephen didn't want to shoot it like a you know, master two shot over the shoulder, close up. They just didn't want to do that, you know? Um, so it was a, a new experience. It was like doing a play. I mean, I, I was in the theater for 15 years and I haven't been on stage in, in a long time. So it was a little scary, but so really a lot
0: of fun. That's great. With this being Steven's first into directing film, how do you feel like he had a unique perspective being the playwright who transitioned into directing the feature?
1: Well, I, th- I think that he, he's been thinking about this for a while. He, he always saw a movie in this play. I don't know if he always did, but but there came a time when he just saw there was a film here. And uh, Because I think what he wanted, he wanted to emphasize things that he wanted to emphasize on the stage, but couldn't. And there are things on the stage that he did that he couldn't do in a movie. And uh, he, they each have their own advantages. And he wanted that apartment to be, I think, more of a character in the sense that, uh, and the apartment was was a huge character in the play. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was you know, like a doll's house. It was it was brilliant, it was brilliant. But he wanted you to see the paint. He, he, under- he understood how to use the camera. I mean, the camera he looks where the you look where the camera tells you to look, and he was always aware of that and where he wanted the focus of the movie to be while people were talking, while they weren't talking. Maybe it's on them, maybe it's on their foot, maybe it's on the back of their shoulder, maybe it's on a water stain on the, um, that somebody's looking at. It's all. It was always. Um, it's something that he thought a lot more about than than any of us had. So we trusted it from the minute he started that that because he had a vision and he wanted this is the film he wanted to make so that was nice that was really that was cool. Had
0: you seen the stage production uh before you did this? I've always meant to I never got around to doing it my agent kept saying to me you have got to see this it's incredible you have to see it and I didn't I didn't never got a chance I would love to see it Mm, gotcha. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Sure is that something that you think would be uncomfortable for you now having performed in it? Would it be strange to see them on, on no, stage?
1: No. You know, they're really different animals. Uh, I mean, it is the same piece and it's about the same things but,
0: you know, no, no, I, I, would, I would love to see it. That's great. Well, you talked a little bit about the family dynamic that you all were able to develop as an ensemble. Uh, how did you work and, and bond and, and develop that lived-in feeling amongst you? I don't know. You know, I, I I don't. We all liked each other. I know that's that's a big help.
1: And um, we spent eight days together before we started, which was I, always helpful. And sometimes rehearsals for movies are are, are pointless. And, well, excuse me. <laughs> it was Martin Scorsese, but I put him on.
0: Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate you doing that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Come on, Martin. You knew I was doing this right now. Why would you call?
0: You're talking to Daniel Howe right now, come on come on and,
1: um, <laughs> so uh, what was I talking to before Marty uh, interrupted
0: yeah I, I was just curious about about you guys developing a great familial bond and you said uh, you spent uh, days together you know we 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 liked each other we just we really liked each other and you know um they're and they're just really
1: great people they're all great people uh Jane Shell is a Midwesterner like I am, and mm-hmm. so we talked about that we. Um, you know, Amy is hilarious and uh, Beanie is just as sweet as she seems. And Stephen Ewan is this incredibly funny, talented dude. And June Squibb is, you know, she's June Squibb. She's the great June Squibb. So it was a bunch of people who had fun together. And when I saw it, I kept thinking, God, we, we look like a family. We look like a family were it's it was pretty cool it was pretty cool and but I don't know how I, I, I I've said this before I, I think it starts with Stephen Carroll, who sets the tone you know and it was all very low-key in in rehearsals and and letting us kind of find our way and you know Jane had done 600 performances of this and so I felt like I was kind of... Had to catch up here. I had a lot, but you. She's so good, and every time she did it, it was like she had never done it before. And 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 she was really generous to me and very helpful and uh, and sweet. And you know that that it, that made it a lot easier for me, as easy as it could be because of her. She was uh, just there for me. She was great.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.
0: Do you think your perspective as a Midwesterner, do you think that brought any unique perspective to your character? I I can bring perspective to everything I do. You know, it's uh, even when
1: I don't want it to, uh, you know, it's, it's who you are and your, your experience is part of who you are as an actor. And sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it isn't, but uh, you have to sometimes fight it and get, but you know, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I mean, I, you read it and you say, I I, I think I understand this man. And um, you're not sure because you haven't really done it yet. But but you, for me, it's just you read it and you go, yeah, I, I'd i like to do this. And, and that's about as simple and that's about as specific as it gets. You know, it's just I see something there that, that interests me and I think I can bring something to it. And then sometimes you read it and you go, I don't you know there's a lot of other people that could do this I don't see myself in this yet. so but it's the writing you just that's the that's the thing about it. the writing is so good and so seemingly ordinary and yet profound
0: and how you do that is is that is a gift and that is rare that's uh, he's got it and I don't know how you do it but he does it over and over again in this play, in this movie. The the uh, sound design of this film is massively important. The stomping upstairs, the trash compactor, it, it's so important to the experiences of the character. In what ways was this replicated or utilized on set, and how did that help your performance? Well, sound effects were big because it, you know they startled us. I was startled, I think, a lot in, in the movie.
1: And um, a, a couple of times it was this. Okay, I'm going to do this. And then other times it, it really had a big sound. Um, but it was never as massive and as important as it was in the final cut. You know, so uh,
0: that was a lot that I was at What was the most challenging day that you remember from The Humans?
1: The first day of rehearsal for me was just, I was... Pretty. Um, I mean, I'm always terrified. I mean, yeah, and you just you realize it's daunting. You only you don't have a lot of time for this, and uh, I wish I had more time, and I wish I would, because I I I, I spent two three months before I started rehearsal on the script, and. I, once I got in the room with everybody else, it was like it was like I n- never looked at it. it, was, it so it was, um, that was, I don't think, and I think it might, may have been, it, the shoot was really fun. It, it was, you look forward to it every day. It was fun. Um, it was exciting. It was like Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> um, maybe the last day, because it was, you kind of hated to leave. You hated to say goodbye and finish it up. It's all, I mean, it, but, but there was something... Um, you feel like you've done, you've finished something, that's always a nice feeling. But at the same time, I hated leaving everybody and, and not seeing them. But the shoot itself was pretty, it was pretty
0: joyful. That's great. Uh, the The experience of Thanksgiving for the characters though is mostly not joyful. Um, have you experienced this dichotomy where holidays, which are supposed to be the, the happy time, often bring up these challenging emotions? Is that something you've experienced? And why Why do you think that is?
1: Well, um, because you put everybody in the same room. I think that's <laughs> the holidays. Is, okay, everybody who, whether you like each other or not, you're going to come spend the day together. And you're asking know, for it, you're asking for it. But, you're for it. but I, I've been lucky, uh, knock on wood, that my family, you know, I. I don't think, thanksgivings or these things are ever what you think they are if they say i think someone's to me you know oh my god uh, my thanksgiving is never like that i said well i bet you if they filmed it and showed it to you you would be surprised because people say to me about this you know you're you're, you're so mean to her and, and i'm thinking when i i don't remember being that mean uh which is kind of like in life you know uh you finish dinner or something, and we say, well, "Why were you arguing about that?" I say, I, "I was I arguing? I didn't." You know, it's it's pretty typical. I mean, yeah, a lot has happened to this family in in a short time, but nothing that doesn't happen to maybe not all of it, some of it to some families. You know, health and money and relationship issues and. Uh, you know, these are things that are human and and it's not like, you know, it's not like some, you know, one of the family members was taken to a spaceship and probed, you know, it's, it's these are things that happen to all of us. And uh, I think it's typical in many ways. And uh, that's what I loved about it. You know, it was not, it didn't seem extraordinary. It just seemed that these people are dealing with, with a lot of things that most people are dealing with. And I, I think money is a you know, I mean some some families, many families, you know, go through every day of their lives worrying about money and how am I gonna pay for this and and, and that's a that's just a horrible way to live. You know, it's not a it's it's tough, it's really hard.
0: And and daughter might lose her job because of her health and the other daughter can't get the grant. And, you know, she's been struggling with her career. And and I lost my job because of something I did. We couldn't help the, if you, you're not able to help your children, you know, that's a scary thing too. And so they're all close to going over the precipice here. So I don't even know what question I'm answering now, Daniel. uh, No, that was great. That was great. (laughs) I think it had to do with the humans, though. I, I think that's it. Did okay. it did, but the humans isn't your only movie coming out this year. Oh. We are also very excited for Nightmare Alley, uh, reuniting with Guillermo. W- what are you most excited for people to see uh, with Nightmare Alley? Uh,
1: I just saw it the other night, and um, I just hope I just wanted to go see it because it's Guillermo, man. It's, you're just mm. in that world. He creates a world like nobody else. It's just like nobody else. You know, it is uh, he's like this master, and um, out of the late forties, but he's totally himself. There's no, there's nobody else like him. You see this movie, and you, go, oh, Guillermo del Toro, and it's it's really cool. It's just really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just to be in something like it you know just to be in it it's you go oh god I'm, I'm in this movie this is such a great uh it's really the world he creates the carnival is so cool and um yeah I just I I love it awesome we'll have to wait yes a little longer a
0: little longer for that one uh well Richard thank you so much for taking time to talk with me uh, I really love your work in the humans and I'm excited to see Nightmare Alley as well Great. Thanks. Thanks, Dave.
2: Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howard's interview with the star from The Humans, Richard Jenkins, here on The Next Best Picture podcast. The Humans is currently playing in limited release and streaming on Showtime. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture podcast, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.